strum and drum and strum and drum and drum strum and drum and strum and drum and drum strum and drum and drum and strum and drum and drum and strum and drum and strum and drum and drum how's everyone doing welcome along to another episode of the podcast of me dave donahue and me avi craddock Right, Dave, what are we going to chat about today? Simple uh, takes of the week from a teaching perspective. Do you want to hit it off? Yeah, I can hit it off. So I uh, was reading <coughs> a little bit of How to Win Friends and Influence People there recently. don't know if you've ever read it. Yep. Excellent book. Carnegie? Wasn't it Carnegie yeah, that wrote Dale that? Carnegie. Yeah, Dale Carnegie, yeah. Um, but he was just talking about uh, how to... Rather than coercing people and giving them no options when you're asking them to do things, to very much include, not include, but to encourage people and say positive things about what's happening. Now, this sounds really basic and it's like, you know, don't eat Supermax and do more exercise. It's almost like that kind of thing of everyone knows what they should be doing. But the effect is huge. So I spend up to anything up to like nearly 40 hours a week teaching so it would make a huge impact on my daily life to be able not that i haven't been doing it but i suppose when you really focus on it and connect with the fact that people enjoy being told that they're good they enjoy being told that their work will probably benefit them and everyone else when they enjoy being told that their work is very relevant they enjoy being told that their previous work was great and that this is a chance to improve so you can almost like, some people might see it as a bit disingenuous or whatever, but you could nearly have a list of ways to encourage people and help them get through the learning process. A little list of things that you can say that you can read over maybe once a day. And um, what you can do is you can start to use those phrases like stuff that I've just said. Um, I bet you'll be the one to figure this out now first. You know, that kind of thing. Say if if I have a... Uh, kid in maths who's not feeling the best about a certain sum and I go you've got five minutes now that's it get a move on stop messing or as if I turn around and say I bet you'll be the one to to figure this out first Uh, it's plainfully obvious which is the most effective and uh, regardless of what has happened earlier in the day Hmm. so even if you're if you if you're annoyed or have a history with any student or whatever it doesn't matter like none of that stuff matters or what what has happened already in the day if you still use these bank of phrases it's the best way to communicate and to get them to do stuff so that was my huge take of teaching for the week same feeds into the drumming lessons then as well and uh, it's just it's not really positive reinforcement though positive reinforcement is important I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've heard the term. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you're doing great there now, good man. And only ever saying positive things. There's a program called Incredible Years that uses that premise that I use all the time. It's brilliant. Can, but can I ask, just out of curiosity, yeah. what happens if they're not getting on that well and you're saying it to them? or what's You the, don't say it to them, yeah. You say it to the person beside them. So you find someone who's doing well. Okay. So it's like looking, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like looking into a forest. Mm. and half the trees are birch and half the trees are oak and you've never really bothered to figure out which is which mm. i don't know it's like seeing the, the the wood from the trees kind of thing so if you start looking out for bad behavior you'll find it everywhere mm. but the same goes the other way around so if you go into your classroom and you just start looking for good behavior you'll see clean desks you'll see neat copies you'll see people at their work <laughs> you'll see those things yeah. whereas if you look for the bad you'll see dirty desks people talking like they're all there all the time 
but you only ever talk about the good stuff. It's like the um, the broken windows theory. Have you ever heard that? No. It was. It's the same sort of concept. It's uh, I don't know what book. It's Malcolm Gladwell. Mm, maybe the tipping point, and it talked about how crime rates in cities would say when they get to the city, and they see broken windows. If we say vandals see broken windows, they go, hold on, sure they aren't taking care of the windows. So next thing, more things will get broken and eventually things escalate. No, yeah. I'm not saying there's broken windows, of course. <laughs> but um, like Joan, you, as you're saying about keeping the environment clean, mm. th- that can definitely influence behavior in students, I'd find too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so they have studies done now as well on which came first, <laughs> the anxiety or the untidiness. Did you ever hear that? There's a couple of studies done it's on it. Well, it's it's pure chicken and egg question, like, okay. but one starts to feed into the other pretty quick. Like, untidiness can really badly affect your mood. It really does. Like, but they're, I think they're becoming more and more aware of, especially in terms of classroom. If your classroom's chaotic and upside down, learning is impossible. Like, everyone's in a bad mood. They don't even know why. It's just mm. because everything is messy. Anyway, it's kind of drifting off the point a bit. So all I'd say is any advice for teachers or educators out there that. Um, <clears throat> to ask in a way that you know is going to make the person feel better about nice. the task. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Cool, nice one. Yeah. Um, my, my takeaway of the week would have been to do with, I was calling it the frames of focus. Um, I was teaching students last week and we're at some new things, some challenging things. And what happened was um, they were there and we'd say they were trying to get it fully correct first go and um they're getting frustrated at times and then all of a sudden i came up and i've used this in many many lessons in the last week um i was doing it unconsciously for years uh bringing them between what i call these frames but i wanted to make them aware of them so they could bring themselves through it at home so the first frame if you picture one box and i had that as the input or the embedding frame and that's the lesson that's where i'm inputting information or embedding what the concepts were using and things like that yeah and that's more or less my thing there to do um they can do it themselves if they're on ultimate guitar or on youtube they can input things themselves now the next frame was the practice frame and that's where they're practicing the concept there and if they make mistakes they're in the practice frame um you know like sometimes students tend to think oh i mean i'm performing like they'll make a mistake and they go oh I'm like, this is what's meant to happen in the yeah. practice frame. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so the practice frame. And then I was calling it the testing frame slash the playing frame. Okay. And um, this student, one of them was into soccer. So I was saying it's like the practice frame is like training. Yeah. Where you train your free kicks or whatever. Then it comes to the game, which would be the playing, um, the testing phase. And then that's where you get to test out your free kicks. Otherwise, you're playing. Um, so then... They're in that frame, and if they make a mistake in that frame, jump back to the previous one. So to jump back to the practice one. Practice frame, yeah. Now, if they're making mistakes in the practice frame, maybe it needs to be input differently. So maybe a diagram would help, or maybe um, an audio thing, or maybe um, there was a really interesting one last week in lessons, and there's one more frame to go, I'll quote it then, um, where I was teaching something to a student, I'd, and uh, I could tell they weren't fully understanding the way I was doing it, now, the other student in the class, they've known each other for years. And I just said, I said, um, would you mind explaining it to them in your own words a second? I just want to see what happens. They explained it to them in a way that I was like, we'll see. The student got it straight away. 
yeah. All those years of hanging out, just the understanding. Was yeah. Completely trumped the my educational abilities. It was so interesting yeah. to see. But anyways, uh, so the last thing, and that's the importance of in, input in there. Uh, the last one then is the performance frame. And that's where you have it at a thing where you're not going to get it wrong and that it's just at a high level of performance. Yeah. So I could often show the kids a video of a band performing and I go, do you think they're at the level where they're hoping they'll play it okay on the stage? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is the four frames. So it was input, embedding, it was practice, then it was testing or also playing and then performing. Brilliant. And those are the four. Class, that's five. Is it? Isn't it? Oh, I named, sorry, one of the frames, yeah, I named them two things, uh, playing and testing are the same frame. Performing and testing. Playing and testing. <laughs> I haven't had coffee sorry. yet, folks. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I missed it too. Um, so the first one is input and embedding, right? Oh, well, I was taking embedding. And ah, okay, okay. No, all good. Sorry. Good. No worries. Um, so those are the four frames of focus. Nice one. Man. Or five frames, whatever works. So uh, that's been very beneficial because all of a sudden if a student last week went oh and I said I'd ask what frame are we in though and they'd yeah. suddenly look relieved and go oh yeah yeah, yeah it takes the pressure off yeah exactly yeah I, I, I will try that in the classroom as well with maths Irish English kind of stuff nice. I'll get back to you and see how I get on because it can be the same it can be the same the same idea especially with language where kids won't try stuff if they think they're going to be wrong Oh, completely. Or it's yeah. like, if you see my daughter, Julia, now, oh my God. She's just like, gabba, 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 gibba, gibba, gabba, gabba. She doesn't give a damn. <laughs> she really doesn't. It'll make you think, like, about yourself, about how you, how being afraid of doing the wrong thing makes you a much less effective learner. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you know, because you're putting up boundaries there that shouldn't exist, really. Big time. Anyway, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't believe there, so. Yep. Cool. Nice um, one, everyone. Uh, you can connect with me on uh, Drumador, Facebook, Drumador. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube as The Guitar Coach. Thanks for listening. Catch you soon. See you later. It's drum, it's drum and drum, it's drum and drum, it's drum and drum, it's drum and drum and drum. It's drum and drum, 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 it's drum